Though the optimized desktop value That's a pitch that never fails You saw lots of sales But some enterprises said wait and see We don't want to adopt early Well that's over cause of SP1 And our ecosystem is Hey everybody, welcome to the Jeff and Casey Show. What's up? <laughs> we don't have welcome Sean to with Jeff us and... today. Uh, yeah, I know. This is going to be the first uh, podcast that we're going to be doing without Sean in a very we, long time. We tried to find him, but he didn't answer any. We need a Sean-like spotlight that we shine into the sky. Yes, exactly. Like that's a got long-haired a long-haired yeah. guy that's juggling. I was just about to say that it has an S in it, but that's taken kind of. like. Yeah, that's true. Like when he pulls open his shirt... With to expose the like superhero suit underneath, <laughs> what's his symbol since S is taken? Well, maybe it's, a B, but that's already kind of taken too. It's STB, right? Okay, maybe STB. It, yes, yep. yes, STB. Okay. That's how he rolls. So we don't know how to get in touch with Sean. If anyone here knows where Sean is or why he's not at the podcast, <laughs> I guess by the time you hear this, it'll be too late to help us, but maybe, we could use the help. Yeah, is the we point. might have to organize a search party. Yeah. In any case, this is episode 49. And yeah. um, we are doing a podcast here on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and we have this looks to me, our list here, looks like a very Microsoft-centric uh, yes. thing. Well, Microsoft- Which I should be like yeah. getting prepared for, like a boxer, like in a, in a I guess it not. It'd be yes. more like punching hanging meat, I guess, because <laughs> it doesn't move. And it's already and it's dead. it's easy to hear. Yeah. It, yeah. It's already dead. It's just rotting from the inside. It hasn't made its way out to the actual exterior. <laughs> so you punch it and yeah. maggots fall yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, this is the worst movie it, that's, ever. It's hard to make fun of Microsoft or beat up on them at some level because it's like... No, it's, I find it pretty easy. But it's like it's worse on the inside. That's the thing about Microsoft. Like, as bad as they make the world for everyone else, it's even worse for them. Yo, yeah, totally. Anyone who's ever had to work there knows that it's terrible. No, we have ex-Microsoft people, and they remember yeah. when it was good, and they know what it's like now, and it kills them, yes. right? Well, like, we also have current Microsoft people who listen to the podcast and go, that's totally true. Yeah, like, they're like, they're into the fact that we're making fun yeah. of Microsoft because they hate their employer, yeah. which is terrible. You shouldn't have to hate your employer. Gonna, God damn it, people! I What's if the problem? Start like this company filtering the Jeff and Casey show. Like it will be at at MSN, they'll just block it, so no one no one at Microsoft can see it. I suppose that wouldn't work if, because anybody that works at Microsoft would probably be like, "Oh, this MSN sucks. I need to get a, I need to." Get yeah, well, my uh, my assumption is that the only time services are not available from within Microsoft is when they can't get their shit working. Like, I don't think they have the competency <laughs> to block a site on purpose. Oh, I see. But it's entirely possible that, like, half yeah. the web just isn't visible to them because they, like, <laughs> fucked up their router or something, right? Like, they, they introduced this sweet caching system yeah, that somebody, exactly. like, that got working work. there. But it's, it's what they don't realize is that, like, half the addresses aren't working. So they just don't think there is a Ke- Jeff and Casey Not show. The what way. a sad world that must be if you don't know that there's a Jeff Casey show. I know. I would be just destroyed yeah. once a week. That's terrible. Well, do you want to start by talking about um, that video we saw today about... Well, I'd rather start by talking about the fact that they laid off, just recently, Microsoft... Yes. ...laid off about 105,000 too few employees. (laughs) Well, it's actually actually worse than that because they said they're going to lay off like 5,000 people. Yeah. 
Um, but that's over uh, like a year. Oh, okay. And then like right – so it'll be I, – I mean I bet they still grow enormously this year. There will still be a lot of hiring and yeah. – yeah. And right. the, the thing is is you could go, you know what? That's what they need. They need to slim down. But like I always feel like – No, they don't need they... to slim down. They just need to go away was no. my thinking. Like No, but I think – like okay, just in your head. Yeah. Okay. Imagine if they just stopped – at Windows XP. They just stopped. <laughs> We're done. Right? Thanks, everybody. The world would have been better so far if they had never done anything else. Everyone would have just switched to OpenGL and taken the SGI's gone, so you don't have to worry about them anymore, right? <laughs> they wouldn't have to worry about Direct3D and all the fucked up, like, revision shit that they're doing and the fact that it's not available on, like, XP, but it is on the other, like, the, the DirectX 10 crap without like... it going away, right? They wouldn't have any of that. Bill Gates... You wouldn't have Vista and all everything yeah. that happened with that, right? You wouldn't have to deal with so much stuff. Well... So it would have been perfect if the company just stopped, if they just stopped. So Bill Gates comes out at, like, Comdex or somewhere and goes, thank you, good night, drops yes, his microphone, right. and then just yes, walks away, right. and then they shut it down. Hello, Las Vegas! <laughs> well, that's not what happened, Mm-mm. unfortunately. So here's the no, thing. No, they're rolling into lucky number 11, yeah. unfortunately. So let's talk about 7, because... Yeah. AKA 6.2 or 1, I don't, whatever it is. Well, here, yeah, that's right. Here's the thing, like everybody's excited by it. I know. Yeah. What's this, going that's on? That's bothering me. Actually, yeah. What I is have going no on? idea. Why do they think that this is not going to be Vista? I have no idea. Like I have everybody's no talking idea. about it. Like, oh, it's going to be awesome. Why do we think that? Because it's not called Vista. Because I don't it's know. the same people working on it. Well, what I don't understand is what is the thing that makes you care about right. this at all. Yeah. Right? Like, I already... I don't know why anyone would care about Vista. Like, yes, it sucks. And so I understand why people are like, I'm not upgrading because it sucks. But let's suppose that Vista had not sucked. Why are you upgrading it even <laughs> anyway, then? Yeah. It's the operating... Who cares? You spend all your time in a browser these days. Like, sorry, Netscape won from the grave. Nobody actually uses <laughs> applications on their PC anymore, for the most part. If it's just you're playing a game or something, and games don't fucking need Vista. Right? It's just not necessary. If they had not gone ahead and done the DirectX 10 doesn't ship on XP thing, they even would more not well, need Vista, right? Well, like, when who we, cares? We grabbed... We went on to our source for information about the world, YouTube... And watch yes. some Windows Seven videos. Yeah. And no, um, Jeff, you. I think you are speaking out of turn here. Tell me, those were not on YouTube. They weren't. They those were like on total... Microsoft's own website. Well, why were they so compressed and shitty looking then? You, I thought that was totally like you're talking about the two. Like, there's these two douchebags, right. and they're like looking at the camera, going like. We're Microsoft gurus. Yep. And my favorite feature in Windows yes. is that you can pin an icon to the taskbar. Yep. Which, by the way, you could do since, like, fucking uh, <laughs> Windows 95, as far as I know. It's called the quick launch bar, right? I, I have no idea what they're talking about when they say oh, you can... Oh, we're pinning. Like, well, you've they're... been able to pin an application to the fucking taskbar for years. Well, I like also that they introduce themselves as Windows gurus who go around right. helping people with Vista. Right. Right. By, That's like going to a frat party and introducing yourself as a tutor. Right. <laughs> Right? <laughs> not done, okay? Just so you know, not something that you do, all right? If you're on the web well, maybe, and you're trying to impress someone, you don't introduce yourself as a Windows guru. Well, the guru thing, maybe they go around and uninstalling Vista and installing XP. Possibly. I love the guru thing because it's obviously like, oh, look, Apple has geniuses. We need to have gurus, That's right? right? Yep. And like a genius 
Okay, and we've talked about the Apple geniuses, and they're not. Right. No. But let's just talk about the choice of words, right? Yes. They chose a genius who may be able to get your stuff working, right? Right. Because he's smart, and he knows what he's doing. Right. Genius, genius is a fine word for that person, except yes. for some of the resentment that the, the in, is engendered by calling right. someone a genius who everyone knows is not is a genius, not. right? It's like the dude who puts together the hamburger, hamburger at McDonald's. It, McDonald's had the sense not to call him the gourmet chef. Right. Right? It's like, oh, your gourmand will be praying right. the burger for you. So there's a little bit of a problem there with Apple. Right. But the word they chose at least is a person who you would want fix your computer if they actually were right. a if genius, If you were desperate, right? yes. I mean, Einstein, you would go and ask him a question, right? The, the canonical thing, right. person that people think of as genius. I don't choose Vista. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could not get it to stop. <laughs> go ahead. Well, How do we know what Einstein sounds like? I've I never even heard Einstein. German, I, I, I've I never heard know. him. I have no idea. I've never heard him. I have Well, no he's idea. Jewish, right? Well, he's, he was. So he, he could have like a sort of a, a like a Yiddish he came kind of from, accent. He, but he, he came from Germany. So yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have whatever your. What the your fuck local do we know? This is I one am, of those Jeff and Case again. Factoids. Why are we discussing I have no facts idea. at this I point? I have no idea. Yeah. It should be like, oh, Albert Einstein. Yeah, you know, right. he's Czechoslovakian. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Yeah, <laughs> he sailed to America no, on a raft no. that he built himself out of uranium. It was right. awesome. Exactly. Anyway, so but Microsoft calls their people guru now. Yeah. Every guru I've known, mm -hmm. right, is a charlatan, right? Yeah, they're right. like, they don't know what they're talking no, they about. Don't. They just try to make you feel good and take yeah. all your money. Right. It's like Bob Jones or something. Yeah, it's like exactly. guru is like cult leader, right. like some weird like Indian dude totally. like meditating, trying yeah, to levitate. Yeah, we don't eat our yeah. own dog food. We drink our own Kool-Aid, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You didn't even think about the name you use. And somehow it still has, like it has yeah. everything bad about Right. Like the genius thing where you're like, yep. eh, I feel kind of like a dick. Yep. You know, when someone says, oh, I'm a guru, I yep. think they're a dick. Douche, yeah. But then also, it's not what you'd want to solve your problem. Right. So right? It, ha it has some of the resentment that calling someone a genius right. has. But it also means that even if they were the thing that you named right. them, you wouldn't like that either. Yep. Right. Like, there's no win at all. A guru is just bad. Just bad. As far it's like as the know. only thing you can see is like, well, it has a G in it too, and that's right. like as far as much analysis as they do. Yeah, they should have called it like Microsoft the... Mechanic or something, like <laughs> like something to equate to someone who like rips you off or whatever the fuck, right? Like or, or... the Exorcist, right? <laughs> like the <laughs> something like the that. Microsoft Exorc Priest. <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> Priests. Awesome. Uh... Awesome. So, the, oh, good. Do they have to have a Microsoft priest bar? <laughs> well, a I was thinking bar. about the guru bar. Like at the Apple bar, there's all these people whose Apple is fucked up. Yeah, and they believe themselves to be at fault because that's kind of the Apple way. Right. It's like it's, jazz music yeah. in that way. It's like you're supposed to be. It's your problem, not right. the the provider. Right. right? It's yeah. like, oh man, you know, I I guess I don't understand my machine. Yeah, I don't well appreciate it or whatever. Because yeah. it's I press the power button and it's not going on right. anymore. Yeah, exactly. And then the geniuses take care of you. Right. But the guru bar would all just be. Angry people, like, yeah, you pissed off, don't know why their wireless doesn't work. The machine's right, yeah. using 10 times as much memory. <laughs> There's fucking viruses and shit right. running. Yeah. Well, I guess if I had to, if I had to do the psychological projection, is like at the genius bar, 
right? It's people bringing in a computer that maybe they they think of as like their girlfriend or their boyfriend. Like, oh, he's sullen. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's yeah, not, yeah, he's not talking to me anymore. Like, right. And you're going to like your best friend for help. You know, right. you're like, oh, can you talk to him? And tell you Microsoft is like your fat in law or whatever the <laughs> fuck. It's like. God fucking damn it. She's still staying at the house. She's eating all the goddamn crackers. Like, we had to fucking keep her away from the cat the well, other like, day. The Apple thing is you're trying, something to mother, about her. you're trying to mother the operating yeah, right, system. Yeah, yeah. With Microsoft, you're trying to have an intervention, right? You're like, <laughs> yeah. it's fucking up again. Yes. I don't know yeah. what to do. We right. need to all say, yeah. like, Windows is back on the sauce. Right. It's back on the sauce. It's like, you blue screened again. I, that's because I want to. Right. I want to blue screen. I, I don't have to blue screen. I can quit. I can blue stop blue screening any time. <laughs> it's like no, you can't. Trust me. It's the third time this week. You need to go to rehab. You look at the thing. Blue screens happen at work, or right. like I, you know, like the, the different like checklists that you know there's a problem. Yeah, and there's gonna be the can't get through a whole day without right. blue screening. <laughs> Yeah. The 12 steps for Microsoft would be a progress right. bar that didn't yeah. it just keep going yeah. it's around. That, it's right? that one that it's yeah. that one at boot that just cycles. Yep. 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 It's an indie bar. You're, yeah. No, it's probably more like the 12-step program is the shit that happens when you right-click on the wireless and hit repair. <laughs> and it's got like uninstalling the driver, checking for the, you know, step reinstalling one. the driver, checking for wireless networks, right? It's like yeah. step one, have you tried rebooting? Yeah, exactly. Step two, yeah. Uh, so we didn't know what was Windows 7. Everyone's excited about this. We couldn't I have understand. actually, I've had people who I don't really know very well, like acquaintances, yeah. say something like, oh, I heard Windows 7 is supposed to act- actually, the phrase that people tend to use is that it, it's supposed to actually be pretty good, right? Like, they're yeah. surpri- like that's a surprise, which I understand yeah. why that's a surprise, mm-hmm. because that is surprising. If it were going to be yeah. good, that would be somewhat surprising, right? Why are people saying this? I don't, I don't know. know why people are saying this. This is interesting. It's also, it's, we need it, to know why people are saying this. It, it's it's probably the first kind of grassroot campaign that is celebrating the fact that it doesn't suck as much as it used to. It's yeah. be like, hey man, have you heard about the new you know Chevy Camaro? Right. It doesn't explode when you turn right. it on. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like the strangest, weird thing that they're doing, and I I, I right. I, I would feel like it's all contrived and controlled by some secret organization, except Microsoft doesn't do that. Like, every time they well, do, you find out okay. about three weeks later. So like, maybe the ad agency that they hired, the most recent yeah. one, is actually way smarter than we think. Maybe, because it, remember, the ad agency that they hired is a separate company. Yeah. So they may not be incompetent like the rest of Microsoft. Okay. It's a different company, yeah. right? Microsoft maybe lucked out and picked one that happened to be good or something. <laughs> maybe what they did is they intentionally made a bunch of ads that sucked so that you would underestimate them. I and see. then all of their efforts, like, like so the Mojave thing and the uh-huh. Seinfeld Gates thing and the I'm a PC were supposed to be shitty. We're lowering expectations. So that, no. So that you think that the ad agency is incompetent. Meanwhile, all of their actual advertising is like planted ah, PR grassroots shit that's like getting people to say, I hear Windows 7 is supposed to actually be pretty good. So it looks like, oh, they're the underdog. They're the cra- they have these crappy ads. Nothing's going I right. See. And then all of a sudden it starts to go right for them. Like maybe yep. they're building this whole feel, right? Uh, that's not happening, but that would be an interesting okay, thing if it was, possible, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we we looked at the videos they had. For well, right, Windows Justin 7. Casey show is getting down 
is going to get to the bottom of this. Investigative journalism at its finest. Right, exactly. We're going to get to the bottom of this. So what we did is we went straight to the source. Right. We went, basically, our investigative technique... Is, is to surf around a little bit. Well, no, we, I said we went mi- straight to the source. I uh, typed Windows 7 into Google. Okay. Right? Not Microsoft's <laughs> website. But it brought me to Microsoft's website where they have a very informative little uh, welcome to Windows 7 here mm-hmm. where you can kind of go and see what's new in Windows 7. Because yep. I'm guessing that if these people are all saying that I hear something, they must be hearing must something. Be something awesome. There must be something in it. Yeah. Right? And so let's see what it says. It says that there are improved taskbars and full screen previews. Ooh. So apparently there was something wrong with like the Windows XP taskbar. It didn't have enough stuff. Something. Yeah. Like when you go to launch a program or switch to a separate program, yeah. apparently someone looked at that process and was like, you know what users are doing most of the time? They're clicking on this taskbar. So if we could make a major improvement in this, we would really, we'd really right. have something there. I see, right? I see. That's why the sidebar and stuff in Vista was like a little, they were trying to work on the taskbar, right. yes, but exactly. they didn't quite pull no, it no. off. So now, apparently, I guess, they have pulled that off. I see. And I don't really know what the preview thing is. It's just like that thing that shows you the windows when you're doing like alt-tab switching. Uh-huh. So I guess that's just like... The 3D one that they hyped so much with the stacks, that right. didn't quite that didn't pan go out. over well. So instead of, I guess what they figured is less is more, let's go back to 2D and just right. show you the same shit we were showing you before. Yes. And call that new. New, I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the first feature is a re- removing the sidebar and and, and going make, to putting it at the bottom of the screen again. Yes. So it went okay. from the side back to the bottom. Okay. And now it has... Full screen Some previews. I don't know that yeah, full are not preview. 3D. They're okay. not 3D. So they okay. got rid of two, one dimension and removed the sidebar. Okay. Jump lists. Okay. With Windows 7, we focused on keeping the things you use most right in front of you. I see. Okay. Now I may have expected that this taskbar thing would have solved that problem yeah, because possibly. that's kind of all that it does, uh-huh. right? But I guess what we're saying is. It's like a it's like a two pronged attack. Oh, if I for see. some reason the the awesome new taskbar does not allow you to launch a program, because remember that's all it need. does. Right. It actually all we are talking about yeah. is the ability to launch a program. Right. Okay. And these are the first two fucking features out of right. seven new features in the operating system yeah. so far that okay. we're talking about. We focus on keeping the things you use most right in front of you. One example, the new jump list feature. It's a handy way to quickly reach the files that you've been working with. And I'm looking at it here, and as far as I can tell, it's pretty much exactly the the you recent know recent documents. You, you know you know how the in the file menu yeah. there's a recent opened. What they've done now is they've put that in its own menu. Yes. Well, that was also an XP yeah. under documents they had recently used. Yep. But you know. Jump lists, I think, you know, is a snappier name. No, but Jeff, there's a fancier. crucial innovation you're missing here. Tell me. This jump list, you can access it from the program. Oh. So you okay. know how before you had to open Internet Explorer yeah. and go to the history? Okay. Now you can click on the taskbar instead right. of clicking on Internet Explorer. Okay. Click on Internet Explorer, but instead of launching Internet Explorer, it goes click on the jump list and then I hit see. it, right? Well, and then, now, of course, it'll launch Internet right, Explorer. Right. So now, it, now, again, that's that's really fascinating, but I'm going to say... Well, it's pretty, it's like well wait, so let me say one thing, though. If a user is going to do A, B, and C, yes. 
then it's a pretty big thing to to give them the option to do A, C, and B right. in that order, right? Yeah. I mean, you mix it up. It saves, but, well, it doesn't save any time or any effort or really any mental processing, and but probably, it is another option. And adds another pop-up menu. But apparently it wasn't... Uh, jumpy enough. Ju- jumpy enough. No, that's I, possibly here, true. How many, you know, they, they, they talk about their research department a lot over there and like their user testing of all their operating systems. How many applications do you think the average user uses? Like email, explore? Yeah, like three. Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, throw those on the desktop. Yep. And we're done. Done. Problem solved. Yep. No jump list. Nope. Hide that taskbar. Yep. Just put that. Put it away. Put it away. Yep. Put it down. In fact, if you put that there and threw like shut down on the desktop. Yep. That's it. Yep. No confusion. Yep. Then never have to touch it again. Maybe that and repair wireless because it can't do that. <laughs> I think that would cover ninety nine percent of users. I yeah. could not agree more. If you were to do that on the current thing, just put the, those icons on the desktop. Yeah. What if there's windows that are obscuring that desktop? Oh. How God. are you going to get there? Yeah. How are you going to get there? I'm just turning the computer. Well, off. I'll tell you how you can get there Uh-oh. because the third out of seven. Yeah. Big feature. Okay. In Windows 7 is that you will have more intuitive ways to open, close, resize, and arrange windows. Okay. You can drag open windows to screen borders so you'll no longer have to click on tiny objects in the corner of a window to make it do what you want. So you can pick up a window and move it? Yes. You can maximize a window by dragging its border to the top of the screen. Oh, my so God. So instead of just clicking on a little button and having it do that, right. you could go ahead and drag it all the way to the top of the screen and then let go right. and hope that it like knew that that's what you were right. doing and not just putting it there or that you weren't trying to put it there and having it accidentally right. maximize, which I'm sure none of those things will happen. Yeah. Based on my experience with other Microsoft so, products that have docking windows, I can't imagine it possibly ever right. picking the wrong one to do. So we're not yeah. clicking on the little... Um, right. Arrow, I mean, the, it, I guess it's just a line at the top of a yeah. box, which right. is confusing. Very we're double-clicking nope. on that. No, we're not doing we either of those. just put it up there. Yep, drag it, it up there, and, and it poof. Sticks. Yeah. I see. Yeah. How does it, it – it's just – that maximizes or just puts it on the top? I don't know. It's okay. easy to copy files or compare the concept of two windows by dragging the windows to opposite sides of the screen. So you're saying that I can run two – Two. two applications. And then I drag one to the right yep. and one to the left. Yes. And it, and it puts them so I can see them side right. by side. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, you could have done this before. This is kind of complicated. I don't know. Maybe I'll just – I think I'll just drag it to the top right. and then probably just use the yeah. the quick jump. Right. But that's good to know that it's there if I yeah. need no, that. No, it's all good. It's all yeah. good stuff. And the final thing you can do is if you move your mouse all the way to the lower right corner of the desktop and hold it there – Okay. It will make all of your windows transparent, making your desktop and the gadgets on it immediately visible. Okay. Now, before, you could right-click anywhere and hit hide all windows, but now you don't have to do that anymore. You can move the mouse all the way down to the right corner of the screen and hold it there, and that's way faster, obviously. So you're saying, when I save all my documents to the desktop, as I do usually, Mm -hmm. so I just have hundreds of icons, and I need to load one of those... I move my my cursor to one of the cor- which corner? All the way down to the bottom right uh, corner. Bottom and right. You wait for and, it to, and, and, and it goes wait. away. Then you move it all the way back to the one you wanted, and then click on that. Click on that. Uh, okay. I don't know what happens at that point. Okay. Yeah. But no, that that sounds awesome. That sounds that sounds. So awesome. it's like this special corner that that you can just use. The fourth big feature. Okay. Internet Explorer eight. Now. Okay. That's available. In yeah. all operating systems, so yeah. I'm not sure how that's. I'm a feature. actually using that, so so we'll just go ahead and skip yeah. that. Yeah. 
That runs on XP, by the way. I yep, don't know if anybody does run on that. XP just fine. Yeah. What uh, about that wiggling shit? The wiggling shit wasn't listed in here. Okay. We did see a we did see a video where they demonstrated the fact that if you wiggle the window, if you shook it, yeah. like you grab the title bar and wiggle, 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 right? Then the other windows would go away. Okay. And then if you grab it and wiggle it some more, they come back. I see. I don't know what. So there, it's kind of like an epileptic seizure. Like this window starts seizing, and all the people around it go like, "Ah, what's going on?" They're and uncomfortable. They like back away, right? Right. But then when when it keeps shaking, they're like, "Maybe we should help," and they walk back in. Okay. I guess, I guess that's the the model. I'm not sure. Well, I don't have you know, any other. I ideas. always found it confusing that there were like hidden, you know, things. If I double clicked on things and and behaviors happened, like yeah. you just had to know that. Yeah. But shaking has so many real world connotations. Right. That yes. I think about point. it like. Right now, I have my list of things we're going to talk right. about, and there's so much shit on my desk. I just if I just swipe my hands and knock right. everything onto yes. the floor, that's basically the same thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, they probably tested that extensively too. I I actually I guess I'm going to have to say that this is probably one of the worst user interface features that I've ever heard of in my entire life. The shaking. The shaking. Okay. Like. I have heard of one that previously was the worst, which was that Apple, the UI designer for Apple, was proposing that the cursor would not be able to go outside of the window frame unless they pushed down physically on a new mouse that allowed oh, it to I duck see. underneath and go. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, you don't, you don't yeah. want to let things just things, get out of, right, wacky get, and wow, out of control. Wow, let's yeah. back it up there, right? Yeah. Like, it could just go anywhere on the screen yep. after this. So this new one, I think, takes honestly, all, all kidding aside, kind of takes the cake. Yep. I mean, shaking the fucking yep. window to have the other windows go away. Yeah. Shake, if you've clicked on the window, it's on top. <laughs> Why would you need the other ones to go away in the first place? I have no idea. There's zero need for that. I have no idea. Maybe you have so many gadgets. They call them gadgets on your desktop, right? Yeah. That That you just can't. See your clock that's in yeah. the background there. What whatever. time is it? I don't, I don't know. know. Shake yeah. the shit. Shake this thing. Yep. Shake, shake it. it. Yep. Don't shake it. <laughs> it's just something the body does when you shake it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, Windows Live. Windows. Again, not actually in the Windows, Windows Live? Is that, that's, a... that's just like you can share your photos and shit. So it's like, oh, okay. it's like you can already do that. Yeah. So much like Internet Explorer, not a feature. Yeah. Windows Better Live. device management. Okay. So that means going back to like as good as XP in terms of All compatibility, right. I guess, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Better device management. Maybe maybe you can plug in USB devices without potentially... No. I don't yeah, think that, that oh, wasn't listed That's not there. there. All right. No. Okay. And then the final feature... That's crazy. Setting up a home network can be complicated. Yes. With Windows 7, a home network will be easier to set up and a lot more useful. Homegroup makes it easier to connect to other computers and devices on a wireless home network so you can share files, photos, music, and printers throughout your home. To use Home Group, you'll need to have at least two PCs running Windows 7. I'm guessing because okay. if you only have one PC, you can't really the sharing doesn't work as well. Yep. Once you've set up a Home Group, you can use the Network and Sharing Center to choose what you share with other Home Group members. All that's of which awesome. is in XP as far as I know. But, well, you know, I'm sure what that's going to do is make, you know, sh setting up these little networks easier for mom and pop. Because, yeah. you know, they call me all the time and say, I'm trying to, you know share my shit right. across the many computers they have, have at their house. Yes, exactly. Right? They're like, I, 
you know, with my five or six computers, right. I would like to be able to see the videos I recorded with my HD camera. Yes. Oh, wait. They can't use the TiVo. Right. What, what? the fuck? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, they aren't doing any networking. They couldn't care less. I know. They talk about, like, the computer. Like, if I ask my mom, like, hey, how's your email working? She's like, oh, the Internet Explorer's fine. Right? She's right. not sharing shit. Yep. What, who are they testing this for? Their own employees? Because their own employees are going to go, where the fuck is all the network sharing? I can't right-click <laughs> on a directory anymore. All they do yep. in their effort to give beginners something they're not going to use, use ever, ever yeah. is make it harder for the people that want to do it. You're like, I right-click on a, on a directory and there's no sharing anymore. How the fuck do I share a directory? Oh, you got to use the sharing wizard. Oh, I used the sharing <laughs> wizard? No, no, no. Did you make a, you know... Uh, Just shake it. Shake it. God Grab damn the it. network and yeah. shake it. Yeah. I got... Oh, my God. Oh, So that's man. it. So as far as I can tell, if well, I had to the summarize... Touch. Wait, you forgot the, the got the awesomeness of the touch. Now, the touch is not one of the main new features they listed. Oh, it's just one of the things that are Primarily there. because it's only useful on a very small number of situations, on like the, the Microsoft Surface computers, right. or the HP right. touchable computer. Oh, I see. Okay. HP right. has a touchable computer? Yes, they do. Okay. Show me on the computer where they touched you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So does exactly. that mean that they're going to have, like, all the iPhone kind of gestural shit? Like, go, yes. I see. Uh, I'm sure it will not nearly be as fun or as fluid as that. Yeah. Because... Which is saying something. Which is saying yeah. something. Because they are incapable of yeah. making applications that aren't stodgy. So Could you imagine, like, the average user's touch computer? The window's going to be all smeared with, sh you know, fingerprints and mayonnaise and shit, you know, like, you know how the iPhone, every five minutes, you have to wipe it off yeah, on your yeah, leg yeah. to get a nice screen? Right. Because there's just like, Gah. Yeah. If you've got, like, a 20-inch screen, you can't just you can't just stick your ass up there and, like, wipe it off. Yeah. Like, it's going to be the worst-looking computer in, like, a week, right? Well, I, but I think there's another part of that which is more important, which is that if it's not a handheld device, you don't want touch. It's a bad interface, right? Your arm will get tired reaching out to a 30-inch monitor that's out in front of you yeah. at a reasonable angle. Like, I, I actually could not touch without leaning forwards Your computer. the, my computer's monitor. Uh -huh. So the concept that I would want touch on that is ludicrous. So this really only, I, I think, don't think, for laptops, I think, is going to be the only I, place that you're Is that their plan? I well, think hey, so. same thing. I mean, like, you can't even use a modern laptop because they've made all the screens so fucking glossy yeah. that, like, if you manage to see what's on the screen and not yeah. what's behind you, yeah, exactly. it's some miracle. But it's good because you won't be get attacked from all behind. Over. You yeah, will not true. get attacked from behind. Yeah. So basically... Well, I modern think like, laptops, yeah. saving you from right. attacks. From exactly. Behind. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, basically, the summary of the touch technology is that they've tried to make it, I guess, so that you can interact with your Windows machine primarily using your finger. Yep. Which, in my mind, is the way I That's already right. interact. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I can, I can't tell you how often I use a particular finger yep. on my hand to interact with my Windows machine. And there's actually, I guess technically, there's two types of finger interactions I do. One is the one that I just described. The other is holding down the power button for 10 seconds when the <laughs> shit gets hung, right? I so they already kind of have a touch interface to a Windows PC. So what do you think? 
10, 20 seconds before the porn industry has Windows Touch hooked into their websites. Like, oh, awesome! It, awesome! It, and you know, it remembers the Windows position. Yeah. Like when you relaunch Explorer. Yeah. So there's going to be like one spot on your Windows Touch screen that's all like <laughs> worn down where you rub the shit out of it. Awesome! Uh, awesome. Okay, so what we're doing, what we're saying here is we're breaking this news for everyone. Everybody. In a year, in eighteen months or so, yeah. when Windows Seven ships, uh, they th- they believe, if I'm not mistaken, that they're going to ship it this year. Oh, <laughs> they think it's going to be just 2009 uh, or something. Yeah, I bet that's going to happen. If that does happen, Jeff, there's no new features in it. Why couldn't it happen? They don't actually. Have of to course, do it's not going to okay. happen. <laughs> of course, it's not going. You know, it's not going to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's probably true. In September, they're like, "Yeah, hey, we pushed it back." Right? The touch. Ah, uh, something's fucked up. So here, the breaking news is this. That's awesome. In another 18 months to a year, you will say to your friends, the Jeff and Casey show said Windows 7 was going to suck. And it did. And it did. Yeah. Okay, we're telling you the future now. Okay, it's not good. If you don't believe that, we can talk about what is going to be the premier development system. Uh, in the oh, world, yes. which is Visual Studio 10. Yes. Now, Visual Studio 10. Now, has been... I've never, I have not heard anyone tell me, oh, Visual Studio 2010. It's not Visual Studio 10. It's video, Visual Studio 2010. Okay. Right. Boy, that sounds a lot like our submarine show. Yes. Uh huh. Yes, that's true. Okay. Uh, so you said that some people have been telling you 10 is the new six. That 10 is awesome. Right yeah. or something. Well, right? it's like the, who is who has been telling you? It's like just customers the, or friends. It or something, could. Or? Yeah, I'm hearing it okay, from. You're just hearing it from I'm, ambient it's noise. It's on the street. That it's on ten the street. is the new six. Okay. Is the so I had not heard part. this yet, yeah. and so apparently ten is going to be just super sweet. So yeah. again, since we know that it's not going to be super sweet. Well, I don't know. We should look at these features. Well, that's why I said the okay. Jeff and Casey show is going to get to the bottom of this. Yep. What are these new features? Well, and you, you tried now. Now you tried. You're like, we should install this. Yeah, and we okay, almost so got in a fist fight yeah, because I was like, "You're not putting another piece of shit." I saw, I got Songsmith right up the ass. Yeah, you took it. You yeah. took it right in the. In the and I'm like, "No, there. I'm not installing that." And you're like, "Come on!" And then we just said, "Well, let's put it on the laptop." But then we realized with the right. download size. So the the <clears throat> community technology preview, yep. which is the thing that's available now, not a beta, right? It's not a beta. It's called a community technology preview the ctp right okay now if i were releasing this yes right community and preview both do make some sense to me i probably would have put double quotation marks around technology i see okay right most of the time when i see this term okay they did not but in order to download this ctp as it were okay a full download requires well, how, all right. How how big do you think this download's going to be? Right. Well, I'm asking you, not asking you because you already know. But I'm saying yeah. listeners out well, there. Well, I can say well, not you, going to you gave me this test, right. And I failed. I said you said 500 megabytes because I was like, that's huge. huge. That'll take forever Giant. to download. Take forever right. to download. Wow, and that's compressed. So and then you made this made. face. I was like, five. Are you? Yeah. What a pussy. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Puss it up. Yeah. You then went ahead and ordered of magnitude it up. I I you went said to five something gigabytes because. Who's going to download? Right. I have I have walked away from torrents that I wanted right. to watch right. that were 5 yeah, meg- exactly. gigabytes. Right. Like, yeah. there's no way. Even with right. BitTorrent, that shit's taking two weeks. Yes. Okay. But you no. laughed again. Five gigabytes 
Maybe if you only wanted 60 to 70% of the community technology preview, you could download that in 5 gigabytes. But if you want the whole thing. If you want the entire preview. If you want all of it. Right. Every last little bit of visual studio goodness. If you want to see what's under this kilt. 7,286 megabytes. So that's... Seven, so that's seven point two gigabyte. Well, no, download. it's. I mean, at that point, I guess you're. Don't up do to the like, division. I'm doing the division. No, no you do brought not. it up. You you did it. Seventy two eighty six divided by. Oh my God. Ten twenty four is seven point one. Seven point one gigabyte download. Now, so what are the chances that shit's downloading from a website? So you're never going to... It's right, never going to ne- It's never going to work. Yeah. not going to work. Which is why right at the top of the page it says we highly recommend you use a download utility oh, right. to download the software because it ain't right. fucking coming through. Inter- now, it's the awesome, awesome part yeah. is, hey, at some point, <laughs> since any arbitrary download utility can download files, but Internet Explorer cannot... Uh, right. You may want to buy something. Maybe you could update... Internet Explorer, Uh since you've had eight fucking versions, so that it can download a file. (laughs) How hard is that? Downloading a file. Yeah. Being able to resume. That's a a huge Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with these people? I mean, we are on Internet Explorer 8. 8. You cannot resume a download. What the fuck? I'm not even talking about BitTorrent like, oh, yeah. let's get a swarm of things right. sending no, 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 you no. this. Just from a single no. server. We just want to be able to resume at like the one, two, three, four, right. and five point when it crashes, yeah, yeah. right? It always is like, uh, connection to server lost. And that's it. Yep. Goodbye. The file's gone. I have no idea what we could possibly do uh, to get that file back. Well, they do. They d- get somebody else's code, yep. which is going to fuck the browser yep, up completely, yep, by yep, the yep, way. Yep. Right? When you start clicking on PDFs, nope, they're going to go into some weird directory and pop up shit and yep. go down. There'll be ads and all this. Yep. But you know what? You'll be able to get your CTP on. Yep. You'll be able to get your community technology preview in case you want to develop your own plugin right. for Internet Explorer <laughs> to unsuck it up the a bit. The wizard. The <clears throat> download manager application wizard. But wait, I sure hope you won't, weren't planning to install that on a laptop or another device that might wait, only have okay. 100, 200 megabytes of hard drive space available. Okay. Because this 7.1 gigabyte bad boy, when it finally gets down to your machine and you install it, 75 gigabyte installed footprint. Holy shit. 75 I would gigabytes. Say, wow. All of the knowledge created by mankind can fit in 75 gigabytes. Just in case anyone's wondering, we've done the wow. math. Wow. 75, 75 gigabytes. 75 That's bigger than a Blu-ray. Like, I know. It's you'd say, fucking ridiculous. And you'd say, like, oh, maybe it's training videos at first... I mean, that's what I could think. But as far then, as I know, there are no videos. No, they it. couldn't be because they wouldn't compress 10 to 1 inside that file. But we have a clue. Okay. We have a clue to what's going on here. All right. <clears throat> Apparently, since Microsoft is innovating here. Okay. This is innovation, this yep. Microsoft Visual Studio. Capital. Now, remember, there's been a billion fucking versions of this. This is 10, at least mm-hmm. 10 versions of this package, right? Yep. <clears throat> Every single time they've updated their development environment <clears throat> and their operating system, They've made it less likely that you will be able to distribute a program. Yes, okay. Right. I mean, Mark, they, they, that is not yeah. an exaggeration. That's crazy. Every time Why they have would you average, want to do that? Right. Every version of Windows yep. and every version of the development environment has made it less likely that a developer could ship a package yes. to you that will install and run on your machine. Yep. 
much less likely. Why would you ever want to do that? I have no idea. Why would you want to buy a utility yeah. or buy an operating system that allowed people to quickly make and share things that run on computers? No, that's ridiculous. No clue. Yeah. No idea. No. Right? We are at the point where there's no question that if you installed Ubuntu, you could get a program working on it faster yes. than you can get it working on a Windows PC. Right, right. Without question. Like, I mean, just no question at all. Because at least there, you click on a window, all of the things you can possibly run are listed in a list, <laughs> and you click on it. Right. Right? Right. Yeah, their jump window... They didn't optimize the jump window. They just no. throw everything on there and yeah. good luck, yeah. right? If you don't know what it is, Off to the races. good luck, right? Yeah. And it pulls it down from the fucking repository, yeah. and there it is, right? All right? Okay. So what they did to ship this bad boy, because you'd think with all these wonderful development tools they're going to ship, that you just click a button. It's like, oh, we're working on this yeah. community, working on this pro- project, Visual Studio 2010. Yep. We want to ship off a technology preview. Yep. There should be a fucking button that's like, build the app that I can send to somebody. Yep. Package up all the shit. Yep. Right? That Probably you might some need. kind of wizard. Distribution wizard. Put perhaps. it in a fucking file and send it to someone. Yep. No. 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 Not no. only could they not do that, not only could they not run their own MSI packaging shit on it, no. instead, they have to ship a virtual PC disk image from one of their developers' awesome. fucking machines, yep. Jeff. So what you're saying is in that 77 You can't of- run the CTP without installing virtual PC. Awesome. That is just awesome. No joke. Go to the website uh, if you think I'm lying. So what you're this saying- This is the future. Yeah. You're looking at the future. In the future, you will not be able to run more than one application at a time. Each, you will have right. to have a virtual PC open for each application <laughs> that you want to run. Because they will have completely lost the ability to have a yeah. configuration that supports multiple applications. They're like, well, we all need a different version of the Microsoft runtime library yeah. DLLs, and they can't coexist. So, hey- there's just a whole new machine. This is our side-by-side operating system technology, <laughs> right? It's not... It's, 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 it's the future. It's SXSOS. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Everything just comes with the OS oh, already installed. Unreal. You don't need anything else. It's going to reduce questions. Yep. They don't have to figure out. No yep. one at Microsoft knows how to ship a side-by-side assembly. They right. give no, it. They they're just no like they, One machine in the building can run... 2010, well, just, and that's a, whoever got the program working. Yeah, somebody wrote the program, Microsoft yep. Word or whatever the fuck. Some dev on the team of 500 people got it working at some point. <laughs> he hits a big button. It's like a red fucking button, right? It's like wham, and like these alarms go off. Somebody got the build working and running. He backs away from his machine. Yep. Everyone stops. They yep. don't touch the network. You, nothing. Right. Okay? Nobody does don't move anything, the mouse. The, right. Like That's, the state of the machine anything. is in right. critical mode. 50 right. PMs like descend on the scene. Yep. There's a tech guy there. Yep. He like images that hard drive and that is what they ship right. to the customer. And then they carry the hard drive on a red pillow. Yeah, exactly. Into, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god! No, no, I'm, I'm not thinking like a red pillow. I'm thinking more like it's like a hermaphrically sealed box, right? Yeah, it's like they, the they CDC. So they right? look like they Intel only touch employees. the hard drive with like a robotic yes. arm that comes down, right? <laughs> that like delicately tries to plug it into a SATA port or oh something. Oh my god! Okay, so if we actually, so it turned out to be moot because I don't think any of the machines we were we were fighting about has 77 right. So gigabytes we just said fuck it. I guess we can't install it. We but won't know. we did look at the but feature list. We will be able to go by the bullet points that they say okay now the primary the there put your best foot forward uh-huh the first thing the website hits you with 
is something that I think means a lot to your bottom line, Jeff, yep. here at Rad Game Tools, and certainly to mine as an independent game developer. Yes. It says that we can... <clears throat> you know, I don't even know the right grammar for this phrase. I'm just going to okay. read it. Democratizing application lifestyle management. Democratizing lifestyle... Democratizing Wait. application lifestyle... Sorry, life cycle management. Okay. Okay. What... what? I have no idea. I can't Microsoft even make fun Visual of Visual Studio Team System 2010. Okay. That's the name of the product, yep. by the way. Apple released Xcode. Yep. Microsoft's answer is Microsoft Visual Studio Team System 2010. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me put a hint. I don't them. even like Apple, but well, at this point, I can't help but say, like, God. They're so much better than yeah. you guys. I'm sorry. Like, what the fuck? I like the I like the idea that they put 2010 on the end because if I were them, I'm like, don't bother putting the name on that because it ain't shipping in the next one. <laughs> I'm sorry. That ain't happening. But anyway, Microsoft Visual Studio Team System 2010 All right. will deliver new capabilities that embrace the needs of the users in the life cycle. The you. From architects to developers, from project managers to testers, among the great new functionality in Visual Studio Team System 2010, including but not limited to the following. Right. I added that part for emphasis. Okay. Discover and identify existing code assets and architecture with the new Architecture Explorer. Architect. Okay, let me just say something right here for a second. Yeah. Microsoft puts Explorer on everything, yeah. right? How many Explorers are there? There's a Windows I Explorer. There's this. I have no okay. Idea. Process Explorer. Is somebody? Yeah. Pro, like, is there somebody there that like is totally into like Magellan or something? Like, I don't want to explore when I use my computer. I could not agree. I more. know where I want to go. Yes. Okay. I, I know. You know, like exploring is like. Fucking around. No, right? No, it's like no, it's not fucking around. It's wandering no, around dude, looking for a solution. They're naming this correctly in some sense, right? Because as far as I can tell, everyone at Microsoft sits down in front of their computer with a mindset of bewilderment. Like right. what the fuck is going on? Right? Well, That's exploration. I don't know what's no, going I, on. I, I, I Where totally are the agree. files? Exactly. Where's my shit? Well, no, it's even yeah. bigger than that. It's, yeah. That's why I'm saying it's a it's it's a crazy name. It's yeah. accurate, but it's crazy yes, because it's accurate, you're like crazy. every time you update your OS, they should call it OS Explorer because yeah. they move all the functionality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, the network's not weird. The control yeah. panel's completely rearranged. Yeah. We put some things into system. We put the other things out, and then like shit, like oh, your environment variables is hidden three tabs yeah. deep in system. You know what? I just realized I totally. It have, must be that name. I have the slogan. I have the slogan for Microsoft now. It's going to be Microsoft Windows, right, with a little R over it. Okay. And the tagline is going to be, not better, just different. <laughs> Microsoft Windows. Not, not better, better, just, just different. different. God damn it. And they can say it in, like, a happy tone. Microsoft Windows. I think not this better, is, just different. I think this Explorer thing is, a, is, is, is not a trivial thing. Is the the problem? I think it's like a psychological thing of calling something Explorer means that the developers are in the wrong frame of mind. Like right. right from the beginning, and they start developing this shit. It's like, Code Explorer. I know where my code is. I'm the one who wrote it. Dude, I'm telling you this right now. They do not know where their code is. I guarantee <laughs> you fucking that, right? Oh, my God. I'm looking at it right now, actually, and you can't see this diagram on my laptop here, but they have an example of the Architecture Explorer. Okay. 
and it's basically a graph that has like green, purple, and blue kind of bulbous like capsule looking okay. things on it. Uh, oh, you're I, saying it's graphics, not like yes, okay with words in them, and they're connected by lines. Okay. That is the Architecture Explorer. Okay, and so are the lines like. Edit, compile, link, distribute? No, the lines are like, this component passes a value to this component, I believe. Fuck! Right? Yeah. Uh. Now, Jeff, I'm glad that you mentioned graphics okay. just then, this graphics and the test, because the I'm, next I'm, I'm, I'm actually tired. Like, I know, you're I actually like I'm, you're, you're I'm, exhausted, yeah. This is, this make, I'm sweating, I'm yeah, so angry. Right, enervate for Windows. Uh. Uh, so... <clears throat> The next bullet point is design and share multiple diagram types, including use case, activity, and sequence diagrams. I don't know what any one of those things are. You know why you don't know what they are? Because when you write code, you actually just write a working program. These people sit around drawing shit all day, okay, which is yeah. one of the reasons <laughs> that this stuff sucks so fucking hard. I bet there's a very pretty diagram of something somewhere on somebody's machines. How Unfortunately, did... that doesn't have a goddamn thing to do with getting it to work or not suck or install without virtual PC, for starters. Where in their use case did it have a giant circle that says install virtual PC, download 7.1 gigabyte disk image, like, down about question mark, profits, yeah. right? Uh, but that's what we're actually going with. That's what we've actually got. Well, you know, the reason why that's so bad is they didn't have the diagramming tool to diagram right. the diagramming right. tool. Right. Now that they've got it, they yes. drew the diagram, and they're like, oh, fuck. Oh, this, we really fucked up. Like they, they ran the Architecture Explorer, right. and it just crashed. <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit. That's bad news. That's bad. That's a we bad We probably side. should try to re-architect this. Yes. All right. 2011. Bullet point number three. Okay. Improve testing efforts with tooling for better documentation of test scenarios and more thorough collection. I feel of like tests. I'm being tooled. So this sounds like another There's definitely a tool accidental of some truth yeah. that's yeah. seeping We're out. Tool it. Yeah. Tool it up. If any of our listeners has any idea what tooling is, yeah. please write to podcast at <laughs> jeffandcaseyshow.com. And tell us, A, what it is, and B, how you can tell us that you're not a douche for knowing yeah. what tooling is in this context. The tooling explorer is something I don't want to get anywhere near my body yeah. or in oh, my person. It's my tool explorer. Oh. Yeah. Using that the actually, Microsoft I'm Touch interface. I'm actually sitting here thinking about the, yeah, the tool explorer. Tool explorer. Using Microsoft. Yeah. You know what? Again, that's an area I've explored, right? <laughs> I don't need an explorer for my tools. Yep. My tool yep. has been painstakingly studied. In all possible yes. ways. We know all sorts of things affects on it. <laughs> Exploration complete. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Number four, easily identify and run only the tests impacted by a code change with the new test impact view. The test it impact It is not view. an explorer. It, it cannot explore. It can only view. The test impact view sounds so much like a goatsy. It's like that's just a joke <laughs> for the developer. I want to see the test impact. Oh! Oh, God. God damn it. Right in and the until anus. <laughs> Damn it. Spread them for the I test impact view. See his liver. And number five, <laughs> enhanced version control capabilities, including gated check-in. That's okay. to keep all of the minorities out of your code base. <laughs> I see, right. Branch visualization. Okay. 
I don't know if there's an explorer for that well, or wait, just a visualizer. So wait, are they saying that they actually have version control in Visual Studio? Or is this like it plugs into Perforce and then fucks up your Perforce? Because that's what all the other... Ex Probably both, okay. I'm guessing, but I'm not sure. All right, so they have a little something-something. Check out. It doesn't really go into the any check more out detail. explorer. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, this is killing me. Is Dude. there anything on this entire page about the compiler being better? Uh, okay, so I'm I'm glad you asked that, Jeff, because before the podcast, I downloaded um, the Visual Studio 2010 product overview PDF. Okay. And I believe there was a paragraph in here that mentions How many pages is it? producing code. Okay. How many pages is this PDF? This page is nine pages. And there's a paragraph about compiling code. There may be. Oh. I, hold on a second. Might be a see. sentence. I think there was one. Okay. My God. Maybe possibly something about debugging? I don't so know. So it says here that uh, th there's native C++ libraries and compiler support for parallel applications. Okay. okay. Which they probably got from uh, Intel. Probably. Yeah. Here yeah. we go. C++ development. Okay, awesome. All right, let's hear it. Visual Studio 2010 marks a major renovation of our C++ IDE so that it not only supports emerging trends like parallel computing, the aforementioned. All right. Cloud and web services. Oh, boy. But also provides a first-class C++ development experience through an IDE that scales to the large size of code bases that are typical of C++ sources. We're also adding a significant focus on building great experiences for navigating and understanding complex C++ source bases to enable developers to figure out the best places to make source changes in their complex systems. So we're very much back to the exploration. Like, the programmer doesn't know where to make changes in the source code, I guess. They're, like, not sure. And this is going to help them we, find that. We're going to have to end the podcast. I'm so angry at this point. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be funny because this is like, the government should intervene. Like, <laughs> how much of our economy is dependent upon software that won't be able to be written soon, right? Like, yeah. this is a big fucking deal. Yep. They're destroyed. Like, yes, they created it. How come nobody makes one? Is it because they give it away for free? Is all the development environments free that nobody can really make one? Like, this didn't happen when Borland was around. I don't know. Right? Like, it didn't have this craziness where actual development of code was not the, pro was not the focus. They're more concerned about the developer lifestyle than developers' code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, you bring up... Visual Studio, and it brings up a browser window, yep. right? You want to improve any developer's productivity by 100%? Turn off the browser! <laughs> okay? And I know, right? Don't build it, Don't into build it into the IDE! <laughs> Don't give them a way to look at the code in any graphical yep. sense, yep. right? It should, like, uh, eventually, you know, Visual Studio 2015 will be, like, brief. It'll go back to just an editor, right? It just because and, and and everyone will talk about how much how 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 fast they are again because <laughs> there's nothing getting in the way. You know what they even do now? They bring up fucking um, tabs on everything. Yeah, which is like okay and annoying and whatever. But the tabs are 
uh, vertical tabs, right? So you can't even load your editor without turning your head 90 <laughs> degrees to see what the fuck is being loaded, right? <laughs> Server Explorer on the yep. side. You're yep. like, oh, that must be why it takes 10 seconds to run. It's trying to connect to some non-existent server. And here's the thing. What... Who are they even aiming this at anymore? Like high-level developers don't use Visual Studio, right? They're using Oracle shit I and no IBM idea. code. They're not using Visual Studio. We're your customer and we hate you. <laughs> we curse you. You fuck up our lives every day, right? Your only major thing you've done in five years was breaking out the memory window so you could have four. Yep. Right? Yep. Not in debt. No, okay. four. four. Yep. Right? <laughs> God damn it. This is criminal, right? I really. I, I I don't know what to say. I mean, and you know, no one at Microsoft is using this shit. No, they they all have their own compiler. Yeah, like the NT team has their own compiler. Yeah, they have and, their own yeah. shit. They're running from the command line with fucking they, yep. oh, make files. Yep, they don't use source safe. They they bought their own like version of of Perforce, long term branched <sighs> it. So it's like, yep, they shovel this shit out, and we have to use it. This is not going to be a good podcast no, I, because not. we've just been yelling. Yeah, but like, this isn't really a joke, right? No, it's not funny. It, it really isn't. Really it's just like, this is what the, that we depend on. And not only that, because everybody uses it, they're locked into it because of their project files. I mean, it's their own fucking fault if you put anything in a project no, you're not. file. No, no, you're not. You're not. You're absolutely not. That is just arbitrarily wrong, Jeff Roberts. You know why? Oh, my God. Because in Visual Studio 2010, the C++ project system has been converted to MS build based system that enables developers to take their existing C++ solutions that are currently sectioned to be manageable and bring them into a single solution that provides full IDE support for all the assets in the solution. So you're going to have to convert your fucking project files and hope that they work <laughs> anyway if you upgrade to 2010. Uh... So don't go thinking that the project file is somehow going to help you out. Because it's getting replaced again. You know, my opinion is when all this went wrong is when they decided that the debugger should be the same thing as the editor. Like, as soon as they were like, like right now, I don't use their editor because it's ter terrible. So every time I'm debugging, if I accidentally hit a character, like, oh, now it offers to save that file. Yeah. And, oh, heaven forbid, if you chose Perforce integration, it'll even check it out for you. Yep. They, like, lost track of the fact of what the cycle is that people use, right? And and as soon as they, they keep putting this all together, when we already know it's better if it's apart, right? You want the you want your build system to be separate. You don't want it integrated all into the same big tool because that tool now can only change when you go from 2008 to 2010 and they break everything instead of one small thing. Well, I mean, the... I don't entirely agree with what you're saying. I would sort of make an, an ex distinction there, which is that I think that merging tools together can have a positive effect if you leverage the merge in some way. The problem with Developer Studio is, as far as I can tell, they merge things together and then they still operate separately in the merged environment, right? Like, if you're going to do small talk or something, and it's like, oh, hey, like, the code for my project and the code for the editor are the same, so now, like, it's easy for me to, like, have my development environment pop up a window that's inspecting the code while it's debugging and show, like, 
they got an advantage there when they they lost something by losing the decoupling, the ability to rev the thing separately. They put in a feature that you could not have gotten if you hadn't done that, right? As far as I can tell with Dev Studio, they just pile shit together, and then they still operate essentially completely separate inside the development environment. I suppose so it's, it's the worst of all worlds. I suppose sense, it's right? not the fact that they're integrated so much as they're integrated but still, yeah, it's still separate. Like, right. Because then you get... Then you get this thing where, like... you like, still have to hit build, yeah. right? It's not like I'm editing in this IDE and it magically detects that I only changed this function and as I'm typing, removes that from the link layer and as soon as I'm done with hitting the semicolon, it recompiled that and reinserted into the thing so it's ready to go, right? It's like, it didn't do any of that shit, right? All it mm. does is it waits for me to fucking hit build. Now, I'm sure some people out there are like, edit and continue. And that is one thing that they did, which never seems to work, but... They, they, that is something you could only do if you actually had the ability to have them integrated in some sense. I mean, really, you could have edited the file outside, though, and it could yeah. just do the diff. And the other thing. All right, so I take like, it back. That's not required either. My opinion of that as well is like, edit and continue usually means your build is fucked up. Yeah, like, your build everyone, took too long. Everyone yeah. talks about, oh, hey, I, I use edit and continue all the time. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's I don't like, know how. How long's we... your build? 30 minutes. Right. You're like, well, that explains yeah, it. That explains it. Yeah. So, ah, uh, I don't know. I'm all sweaty. Yeah. And we're not even, we've got more topics. You know, we haven't even talked about some of the other awesome stuff. We haven't talked about Direct2D where they yeah. where they take GDI, wrap it in classes, and Direct then add the craziest yeah. macro. Like, it's C++, but then to instantiate stuff from their class factories, it uses macros everywhere. It's like... I'm just going to go ahead and read you the first line of their example program. Okay, let's just read this line and then I'm just gonna get read, off it. I'm just going to read the first more. line of the example program that draws a rectangle. Okay. Draws a rectangle. The entirety of this application is drawing a rectangle. Okay. So what this application does when you run it is it draws <laughs> a, a rectangle, rectangle okay. onto the screen. Okay. All right, read me that line. Now, a rectangle is a shape <laughs> that has four sides. Stop it. Okay? And each side is the same length and orientation as the opposite side. <laughs> Stop. Okay? And when any two sides join, there is a right angle. Okay, that's enough. That is a rectangle. Okay. Tell me the program. This application draws one of those Stop onto it. your screen. Stop onto it. your Windows screen. Stop it. In GDI, for example, uh. right, this program might be 30 lines of code, okay. I'm guessing. You need a little bit of space for create window. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then you just need to handle WM paint, and you've got begin, paint, yeah. Uh, move move to, to, line to, line to, line to, line to, end paint. Okay. So really four or five, no, six lines. Well, right. but uh, you got to open the window. Sure, but you have to do that in Direct2D as well. But yeah, continue. Right, but I'm this. I'm comparing it to this Direct2D, okay. right, which by the way is like, you know, five or six hundred lines long. Anyway, the first line of this program to draw the rectangle is underscore com underscore smart pointer underscore type def parentheses id2d1 factory comma underscore underscore uuidof parentheses id2d1 factory close parentheses close parentheses semicolon. It's the first line. 
Okay, what did that do? Well, God knows. It defined a smart pointer type. Okay. That would allow you to point to an ID2D1 factory. Okay. All right, well, of course. Because you wouldn't want to have to, like, manually release, release your right, ID2D1 factory. Yeah. Now, what that factory does, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. We'd have to go down further in the code to find out. Okay. But at least now we know we've got a smart pointer to that. Okay. I'm sorry. We have the type of a smart <laughs> pointer to that. No, she have one yet. We'll have one later. Right, right. We have to. But we have a smart right. pointer to it, apparently. So if you have a smart Not pointer. Not that I would know because it's wrapped in a fucking macro. So if right. I actually want to know what I have, I'd have to go look it up. I'm just using the fucking comment that's above it right. that says smart pointer type defs. Okay. So, okay, Heaven so, fucking knows what it's actually doing in there. So Could we, be anything. So we actually defined a variable that we're going to put our factory into. Now you'd say, no, we defined the type. We haven't. There's been no variable. Oh, okay. We haven't declared oh. a variable yet. Yeah, my bad. Okay. No variable. No variable. You want me to go ahead and find the line that actually instantiates that variable? Sure. Here, I'll give it a shot. You're looking around. Scrolling here. through a lot of code right now. Getting down there. There it is. There it is. I'm going to use my. My powers of programming experience, my uh-huh. many years in this field, yes, to tell you what I think that macro may have Expand done. Expand to okay. Yes, I believe that that macro may have used the C plus plus paste operator <laughs> to put PTR onto the end of the class name I that we see. passed in ah. to create a new class. I see that will free this fucker. It uses the when we cl- I see it uses yes. the powerful. Pound, pound 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 in it's a gonna macro. pound 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 its way yep, in into your, your heart. heart yep yeah or ass so in the private section of our class the most very innermost private uh-huh. section of our class yes i see a declaration here which is id2d1 factory ptr I space see. m underscore spd2d factory okay and i believe that is using the smart pointer type def that we, that we just previously did. again don't know because I didn't look at the, the pound define. Yep. And I don't use com because no sane yep. person would. So who knows what it actually is. But, you know, I can, I can guess. I can guess. I can All infer. Right. All right. Now, you know what? While we're on it, we're on a roll here. Let's see if I can find a use of this factory among the thousands of lines of code that I'm scrolling to right now. And, and this is a lot of code. Like, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> M underscore SPD2D factory... Uh, I don't know what we want to call it. The pointer dereference arrow. Dash greater than or whatever. Okay. Right? So dereference. We're calling the member function. Get desktop DPI. And we pass that DPI X and DPI Y. It's going to return us that. Oh, I see. So the f- why is that on a factory? Well, you know, you might not be able to just generate the DPI. You probably have to grab. They're probably integer factories. Like they, 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 they generate integers, integers and then return them to you. I have no idea. It's probably like a class that is has a fixed point and a floating point value into it, so they have to generate. I have no idea. I don't either. I'm totally stunned here Okay. looking at this code. You know, the reason why they do that is if they didn't do that, the rectangle might accidentally turn into a square because if you get the little well, uh, it gets aspect better ratio than that. wrong. It yeah. gets a lot better than that. I want to know what what this is all about right here. Yeah. We should have looked at this a little more carefully so we could actually go find out and tell our listeners because I want to know. DPIX and DPIY are not defined as floats. F L O A T. Okay. They are defined as floats. Okay. Capital yeah. F L O A T. Pay okay. attention. We're floats. Caps. Yeah. I don't know. 
if that comes into play here, but when they go ahead and do create window, uh-huh. they do not pass it DPIX and DPIY unadulterated. They pass it DPIX times 640.F over 96.F in parentheses, static cast to a capital F-L-O-A-T. I see. Does this imply that F-L-O-A-T is actually a class? Well, you want to Because have... if you were doing a point F times a point F divided by a point F, you wouldn't have to cast it to an F. Well, probably what they want to ensure is that in future versions of the code, if they change the float class, they want to be able oh, to have yeah. like static constructors that take the incoming original float, convert it to their float... And then possibly have a copy constructor out to a normal float so you can pass it to things that take a lowercase float. I'm just guessing. That could very well be. Yes. But what is that defined as if not a float? I, I'm dying to know now. I have no idea. Maybe. I really, really hope that it's a class that's like, it's the float class. It's float and then union, mantissa, bit sign. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Or better yet, it's got like, it's very large. It's like, it's like 4K. It's got like uh, lots of shit in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Range. Yeah. Scale by. And it asserts, it yeah. checks all the operations and asserts if it's ever like not that uh, thing. That dude, we can't even go. Like, we're running out of time. And that's uh, not even it. We can't even get to the thing. Everything's like that. You instantiate brushes like that. Yep. You just it's it's a thousand times worse than the com comparing like immediate mode drawing with D3D versus GL. Right. They've made it at least a thousand times crazier. You can't even parse the code. There's so many capital, lower, uppercase, lowercase, well, underscores. Here's a comment for you. Create a blue brush. Okay. Now, why we still have brush creation? Well, they like a I don't brush. Know. Okay. But the code for that is. IFR parentheses M underscore SPRT dereference create solid color brush parentheses D2D1 colon colon color F parentheses D2D1 colon colon color F colon colon cornflower blue close parentheses comma address of M underscore SP cornflower blue brush close parentheses close parentheses semicolon. They need someone to like shoot Tyler them in Durden. The head. To go there yeah, and, and beat kill, their cornflower blue. Like, they don't yeah. even get yeah. the fucking joke, right? No, they don't. Like, they, they are the butt of this joke, and they th are making yes. the joke themselves. Yeah. It's, they don't, uh, fire them. It's a 2D API, people. I'll hit you up with one more little, little treat here. Here's guys. another thing. Just Those a are second. smart pointers. Wait, wait, just a second. Right. Yeah. OpenGL. Yeah. Is 2D and 3D already, yeah. right? So is Direct3D for the most part. Like, they already have their own API for this <laughs> Why shit. Why did you do this? I have no idea. Uh, and did you see the stuff about DirectWrite? <sighs> Where their new font shit? I don't know. It has all this stuff that. for drawing fonts. Yeah. The main thing is it can be fractional, so you can start at 1.1. Yeah. Then you read and you look at it, and you're like, it, it, under kerning, it's like, um, yes, GDI can kern, but DirectWrite can't yet. Here's a tip. How did they release a font API that can't current? replace the, the API yeah. with what you wrote, you're not finished yet. <laughs> okay? You're not done. <laughs> it's it's not the way it should go. I, uh... I'm going to hit you up with what this is a real gem right here. <clears throat> 
Step five in creating the application. Yeah. Implement the demo app colon colon discard device resources method. In this method, release the render target and the two brushes you create in the demo app create device resources method. And that goes ahead and manually releases the smart pointers. Why, Why are, are you manually, like, you did all this work to okay, wrap them in smart pointers. Again. You had to manually fucking call them. Again. If you have a smart pointer that doesn't release itself, you're not finished yet <laughs> with that class. That's what they do. That's all they do. Well, I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Yes. Oh, yes. The experienced programmer predicts the future again. Because I'm like, well, obviously, when the class gets closed, it's going to free those because they're smart pointers, right? I know that. So I'm like, so I'm like, well, why would they have to write something that freed them? And my brain went, well, I know why it is, Casey. It's because I'm sure Direct2D requires you to manage your shit when the device changes, right? <laughs> I knew, I was like, in my head, I was like, I know that's what it is. Wait for it. So I searched for where it is, and here is the line. If HR equals equals D2D error underscore recreate underscore target brackets discard device resources. How can they add something yes! that D3D... Yes! themselves removed three versions ago they did away with device removal this is so awesome this is so awesome is it like nobody wants to work on 2d and nobody wants to work on sound so that's where the idiots go it's so awesome jeff uh, it's a 2D API, and you have to fucking recreate your device resources when the target gets lost. Awesome. I'm tired. This is going to be the Pro worst. tip! <laughs> if you make a retained mode API where users have to create a fucking brush object to draw with that brush... One of the features of the brush object should be that when the device changes, it recreates the brush for you. <laughs> but then Talk you about the worst of both worlds. Now you have to create and manage objects, but they don't fucking work. Like, uh, what the hell, people? This Shoot is, me in the head. Just take me out of my misery. This I is don't want to see. Podcast, you know what? By far. You know what? There was a time up until perhaps this particular minute of my life where I wanted to live forever. I was like, I can't imagine ever not wanting to be here. They have single-handedly made me afraid of 2010. The year 2010 now is sounds dismal to me. Like, come on, Comet, hit the earth. Now is the time. We are done as a species. It's over. Here's a map. Put us out to, of our fucking misery. Here is a Google map to Redmond. Yes. Right? I don't, I'll be the collateral damage. Hit the fucking plant. Just hit it. Hit it right in the fucking face and get rid of this oh. whole fucking section of the population. It will do the world good. And hey, it'll get rid of Amazon while you you're at what? it. We are so out of time. And you know what? I don't, well, let's go long, because we can't leave our users with this much anger. No, we can't. We're going to have to do something happy. I know what we can do. You have something? Yes, I do. You know what? We have something that could we could even go more on Microsoft, which is their DRM, which everybody else has removed. They're putting it back. Yeah. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. No, Scale pricing, they're bringing it yeah. back. Yeah. Right? 
It's, it's like, all good. They've got it. They've got it under control. In fact, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and read you a little quote, <clears throat> which says. With the likes of iTunes and Amazon offering DRM-free music that you can play on any device, why would anyone choose the MSN mobile service? This is someone interviewing right? them? Yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. I need to sneeze. <coughs> You're allergic to Microsoft. <clears throat> Apparently. I'm allergic to this much anger. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sweaty. Their answer to that, there may well be people who just want to listen to the track on their mobile alone. So they're saying that you should, yeah. if you just want to listen <clears throat> to your mobile alone... Yeah. Then you don't need to be able to buy your music and use it on multiple devices. Well, it says the interviewer then says, "Well, they can do that with iTunes and Amazon," and the guy responds, "We will see what the outcome of this is." (laughs) Not sure what he means by that, but that's what he says. We'll see whether customers find it an acceptable proposition or not. We've been encouraged by the results in the first couple of weeks. It's ultimately down to consumer choice. We'd like to have offered a fuller service. We weren't in a position to do so for a number of reasons, one of those being incompetence. I'm feeling that in there for them. (laughs) So they're basically saying, like, well, our our competition offers everything we offer plus other stuff. But if you didn't want that other stuff, then you might buy it from us because what's the difference? Right. Right. It's more it's confusing. To be able to play something on two devices, that's at least twice as complicated as something that can only play on one. So they're saying that we've simplified things by charging – and that's also why they charge more. Right. It's because they've streamlined. Yes. Right? Don't feel bad if you can't figure out how to transfer your music for one device to the other. Buy from us and then you can just tell people you can't can't do it anyway. (laughs) You don't have to feel bad about not being techno-literate. Right. Because you can't fucking do anything with our shit anyway. Right. So it's not like you won't be able to figure it out. It can't be done. Yeah. We simplified. You don't have to Is there an annoying person in your life who always asks you to copy your music to their machine? Just say, sorry, man, bought it from MSN Music. What can I do, right? Problem solved. MSN solving problems for you. Another problem they're solving for you, once your mobile handset goes away, once you're done with that, you trade in for a new phone, all your music is gone. Saves you from having to get bored of those old songs. Or embarrassed. Embarrassed. Right. I still have Debbie Gibson on my my MP3 (laughs) collection, right? Somebody that sees that, happen. I'm done, yep. right? They, I'm fine, found out. Yep. If I had bought that on MSN thing, I wouldn't have been able to listen to that song for 12 fucking years. No. Right? You're de- it, 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 That's it. Self, it's, it's fine. It self-filters yeah. to only the latest stuff. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? It's it's private. It's Gone. current. Yeah. This is a great service. I would pay I'm more loving for it. it. The fee for downloading tracks, $1.50 pounds, is relatively high compared to 79 pounds on iTunes and less than that on certain Amazon tracks. Why is that? Answer, we're constantly reviewing our pricing, and if we feel this price point is incorrect, we'll look to amend it. Translation, if we can soak people for twice the price, yeah. we will. It could also be that they're like, in the back of his mind, he's going, fuck, really? Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> god damn it. I, didn't I want a fucking shit. refund. Yeah. And finally, can you really expect people to buy music that's locked to a device they upgrade every 12 to 18 months? His response, and I thought this was just stunning. Yeah. I didn't realize phones were churning that quickly (laughs) in the marketplace these days. Get my research department on the phone. Are you immediately? Insane. (laughs) Phones come with your calling plan. Calling plans last at most two years. 
Ergo, <laughs> almost everyone will own a phone for no more than that. Oh, my God. Most people less. If your calling plan was one year, you'll get a new phone in a year. It's that fucking simple. Who is this guy? Has he ever been to a phone store? Does he even have a phone? You have to probably just go, you know what? I feel bad for the guy because there's no way anybody could answer any of those questions. He should have just said, interview's over. No I'm comment. Leaving. Right. Yeah. Like, no, no I don't know. It would have been better to say nothing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, on the plus side, the first question the guy asked was, why has Microsoft gone back to DRM when the vast majority of music services has ditched it? And he said, it's a first step. <laughs> They're taking their first step toward digital music distribution yeah. in 2009. Unfortunately, actually, it's not a first step because you've right. had many well, no. music distribution it, services, all of which failed. Right, but it's a first step backwards, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, everybody else, back. right? Is, it's, it's, like, yeah. it's like when they ask for volunteers. Yeah. And everyone else steps right. back, leaving yes. someone to stand forward. Right, yes. That's what's happened. Like, but the punchline is, we'll be looking to enhance the service if we get some interest from consumers. <laughs> I wouldn't worry too much about that. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think it's under control. Yep. Well, the best DRM is the DRM that never gets used. Like, it's never going to be broken because no one's going to purchase any music with that DRM. Yeah. So, like, it's going to actually be good. Uh, actually, yeah. improvement to the world. Yeah. Right. And uh, I'll leave you with one final zinger here, Jeff. At the moment, to be honest with you, we don't have the functionality in-house to provide a mechanism for transferring between mobile phones and PC. We don't have that functionality available. How long can we do dead air to let that sink in? Let's no do idea. another 10 seconds. Okay. What the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea. I have no idea, Jeff. Every single one of your Windows operating systems can talk to a USB device. I have no idea. What do you mean you don't have the technology? I have no idea. I have oh. no idea. It's built in. Like, you can plug in any device to a PC and transfer files to it these days. That's just like a built-in SIM card. Oh. You can put an MP3 on a SIM card, and almost every phone in the world that can play an MP3 can read it off of the fucking SIM card. Somehow, <sighs> he thinks they don't have the technology. I assume what he means is that they're fucked up DRM bullshit. <laughs> like, they don't Doesn't know how work. to keep the music safe if they copy it to a PC. Probably because there isn't any DRM. It's probably just that, like, it, it puts it on bug. the phone yeah. and doesn't, like, yeah. do anything, right? It's like they, they didn't actually bother to have a DRM. It's just they don't allow you to transfer it off of the device. If you actually could get it uh, the bits, it turns out it's just an MP3, right? I have a headache. Me fucking too. We man. did way too much Microsoft. We, you know what? This is like people that binge. See, yeah. we're going to have to go purge because we can really only do one Microsoft thing a week yeah. and without hurting ourselves. Well, maybe we can split it up. Gone, maybe sweaty. we'll split it up that section and put it in some other. No, you know, I'm just gonna. We're just gonna get it all out of our system. We need right. to. Right. This is, I don't care. We're gonna put up a 90 minute hour long, two hour long podcast. Yeah. You know it's what? Huge. People break it up. Yeah. And they deal can't with it. Yeah, deal with it, motherfuckers. Yeah. Give me something. I can post it in two parts. It's easy. Give me, give me, give me something happy. Well, <clears throat> give me something. Give me, give me, give me Sequest. Yeah, that's what I need. I that's, can give you I some Sequest. Some I can give you some Sequest. Oh, I'm a little bit afraid at this point, Jeff, that that you may have forgotten the 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 characters and the rich. I see. Futuristic world okay. of Sequest. Recap 
for me. Right? Yes. And so I'm a little bit worried. So I just hope that you remember, right? Yep. Last episode where we left where we left off. Okay. Was they had those psych people on board to negotiate a treaty oh, right, right. about the Library of Alexandria. Yep. I remember now. Okay. And you gotta remember the characters. We have the hot engineer girl mm-hmm. who the the young whiz computer whiz kid is having his wet dreams about. Right. Is masturbating to yes. furiously, furiously every night. We right? have the dolphin yeah. who can talk through a translation computerized mm-hmm. translation device. Who's also masturbating furiously to the engineer. Well, or to some other dolphin. I don't know what dolphin porn looks like. I mean, not dolphin porn for humans, because I know what that looks like, baby. <laughs> Got a whole collection. I just mean, like, dolphin to dolphin porn. D to D porn, if I you see. Will. Yeah. Blowholes there yeah, for we've a reason. Got the, we've got the grizzled captain pressed back into service, but now finds he kind of likes it. Mm-hmm. Who d- also designed the ship himself. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Oh, I didn't you know, know yeah, that. Yeah. He's a ship designer and yeah. captain. Yeah, he designed the whole ship. Mm-hmm. Designed the whole thing. I see. Mm-hmm. I want my engineers flying the airplanes. Yep. Oh, yep. definitely. These overweight fifty-year-old no men. Question. Put yeah, them yeah. up there. Yep. We've got the the first mate who's all business. We've got the plucky uh, morale uh, sort of officer morale whatever you want to call it, supply guy. Okay. He has like you know if you want movies or something he gets them oh, at the I port see. and you can buy them from him. Whatever. Okay. Hmm. That's where we're at here. Yep. All right. Episode four. Episode four is called games. Just <laughs> games. Games. All games. Right. And this episode centers around a figure who I'm sure in the future we would all have been familiar with. He is a maniacal okay. germ warfare scientist. Okay. Okay. Extremely dangerous. I see. So dangerous, in fact, that there is a prison in Antarctica, an entire penal facility all right. staffed by several individuals that can only be accessed by docking from underneath the bottom of a glacier. Oh, wow. That holds him. Okay. It almost sounds like an himself. underground lair that could be it slash does prison. Sound something like that. Okay. Now. Yep. Their orders. So basically they're keeping him on ice. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put you on ice for a while. <laughs> Uh, their mission, apparently, I don't remember if it's even spelled out because it's irrelevant and doesn't actually come up again. Okay. But they are transferring this prisoner somewhere. Okay, to the Arctic. I have no idea. No. He's in this Arctic prison. It's built only for him. Well, no, I thought it was in the Antarctic. I thought they're going to the other pole or something. Let's do like a world (laughs) tour. Awesome. Okay. And this place is called the Ice Prison, by the way. Okay. Just in case you're wondering what the catchy sci-fi name is. We We don't want to get fancy or clever. It's the ice prison. We dock. Are the bars made of ice? (laughs) Is it like Uh, Magneto's prison? It might be. Okay. Um, Well, see, one of the things about this show is they swipe sci-fi from everywhere. And I don't know if you've seen it coming yet, who they're swiping this from yet. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But you will soon. But X-Men 2 had not been out yet. So that's why it Uh absolutely would have had a scene like that in it if they had seen that movie. But since they hadn't and don't come up with any ideas on their own, Mm -hmm. you'll see who we end up swiping from. Right. All right. We dock with this ice prison. Uh Uh-huh. And only two people are there. And there's chaos. The door's open and there's just chaos. Alarms are sounding. And a guy wheels a cryogenic freeze chamber into the deep the sequest vehicle vehicle okay okay 
And he's like, ah, there's a meltdown in the generator, blah, blah, blah. We've got to get away as soon as possible. It's all going to blow. And they're like, okay. Mm -hmm. So they go back to the Sequest DSV. And now they've got this guy who claims that he's the warden of the facility. All right. Now, mind you, somehow in the future, when you're going to do a transfer of a prisoner... You did not know what the warden of the facility looked like, like beforehand. Right. Yeah. Right? No idea. Yep. Okay. Absolutely none. Yeah. Just change of clothes. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? He's the warden. How could you possibly mistake anyone else from the warden? Yeah. I have no idea. Anyway, pushes the crowd. Redox with the CSV. I mean, the D D DSV. Okay. Sorry, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> DSV. The CTP. Yes. <clears throat> and proceeds to discuss... With the other people, this warden guy, how the guy's like, yes, he's a maniac and whatever. But he seems kind of weird. Oh, I see. The warden guy. Yeah. You know? No psychs on board. Doesn't seem a lot. No no psychs on board this time, unfortunately. They left. Remember? Because they wanted to get away for a while. Yep. Yeah. All day long, it's crazy scientists. Unfortunately, it's not long before it turns out the warden was not in fact, the warden. warden. Well, I didn't see that. That's like the sixth coming, sense. Did you? you didn't right. see it coming, did you? Mm-mm. It turns out that the maniacal chemical engineer has killed the warden and put him into the cryogenic freeze container. Oh. And, and taken his place. And taken his place. Did they notice the jumpsuit doesn't on the ship. fit quite right when he I came on board? I guess they did not notice uh, that particular notice fact. That. Yep. Yes. Okay. They had missed it. All right. So we have the ice warden. That's right. And we have the 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 scientist running right. rampant. Yes. I see. He's running rampant on the ship. And he makes he's germ warfare he's guy. He's germ warfare. So he's probably like coughing into petri yes. dishes trying and to make co- something. They catch him. Uh-huh. They manage to catch him in the sewage tank trying to get some <laughs> crazy <Yes>. disease <laughs> and put him in containment, but he says, "Oh no. You haven't won." Oh, but I should back it up. So I, sorry, I didn't give you the chance to realize what they had stolen from. Okay, they put him into containment, uh-huh. solitary confinement. If you all will. right, okay. But he kind of like is in this chair, sitting in this solitary cell. It's kind of dark uh-huh. in there, right? And they can talk to him from outside the cell. Yes. for example, about is this room quite his dramatic. Life. Like it's quite dramatic. Yeah. In fact, it almost feels like it's out of a different show, if you will. <laughs> Now, I'll leave you to guess about what that, you know, how they shot these scenes and what they sound very much like. Okay. But I will point out the fact that Silence of the Lambs <laughs> was 1991. Okay. And this show is 1992 and 3, I right. believe. If so I'm it's not fresh mistaken. on their mind. I'm not drawing a comparison, I'm just right. pointing that out. I like a little mm. pinto beans. Yeah, exactly. W- what? All right. And the performance is like a total trying to clone. Like, it's, I, seriously, it's awesome. everything. Like, anyway, but yes, perfect. No. I'll leave it to the viewers to decide who uh-huh. it may be cloning. Anyways, he says, ha ha, you think that you've won by uh-huh. keeping me in confinement. Yes. But actually, I still have the upper hand because I have placed a secret nerve toxin into your ship's ventilation system. I see. Okay. That will release in time and you will all perish. <laughs> okay. But uh-huh. if you release me, Maybe I could be convinced to tell you where it was. I see. Okay. See what I'm saying? How does the captain respond to this? This is part of the game. This is the game. They're like, okay, I guess we'll have to do that. (laughs) 
take us to it. This is the pussiest group right. of guys. Oh, they're, like, oh, they're pussed the whole time, dude. This is the pussiest show. Anyway, point being, <laughs> oh my god, Nerf Toxin! Yes. Where is it? Right. Yeah. You can go, I yeah. promise! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here we come to what is arguably one of the best, like... Aha moments, if you will, uh-huh. of Sequest DSV. And by aha, I mean when you realize that a really bad scene is about to happen and you're like, awesome. And right? Like, Here it you, comes. Because you comes. see it, you just, right? If you were watching this Turn show, the I'm, kinda, I'm Turn spoiling on the it. I'm sorry I'm spoiling it for you, but like, you're watching this show and you're like, Oh yeah, I know exactly what's gonna happen. I know exactly what's gonna happen. Come on, baby, and then bam, there it, it is. Right. Yep. He pulls a fast one on the captain. He does. As he is walking forwards with the captain and like people behind him out of the cell area and down uh, through the control chamber to <laughs> ostensibly find you know this uh, 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 toxin. Okay. He quickly grabs a thing off of the wall that apparently he has placed there while he was free on the ship and pushes a button, which creates a laser field. And the laser field is created by a laser that I guess he has also set up, (laughs) bouncing off a series of mirrors, which traps the captain and the rest of the crew into this area that they cannot get out of. I see. Okay. Wow. me so far? Yeah, that's pretty good. There's no possible way they can get through this laser field. It's too many lasers. It's bouncing off mirrors. Right. I'm guessing you probably could do something about that, but no. There's no. no way to possibly get through this laser field. The only thing they could possibly do is shut the laser field off at the source. I see. That's okay. it. That's the, the only the way they're going to do it. That's the right. only way they're going to be able to do it. All right? I see. That's like checkmate. You're Check like, fucking mate, yep, dude. Right there. And the now the 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 maniacal guy goes off in the ship. Now he's totally in control. Yep. What are they going to do? What are they going to do, Jeff? The crew is trapped behind the laser field, <laughs> and the 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 emitter device, which is the only way they can stop it, is outside. Is outside of this, right? I'd give it's up. Outside I would just, of like, it, I'd step into it and kill myself. It's like, outside of it. Yeah. It's outside of it. Right on the edge That's... of the dolphin tank. Oh my god. This sounds like a job for the for dolphin. Darwin. It's, his name is Darwin? His name is Darwin. Oh, okay. That's Darwin the dolphin. D- yep. All right. Charles to what the rescue. What do you know, Jeff? After about a five minute, Lassie, you can do it. Right. Get the laser, boy. Yep. Right? The dolphin managed to splash water onto the laser unit, which apparently it can't handle. Lasers melts down. Lasers are not waterproof. They're not. No, absolutely not. When was the last time you had a laser that was waterproof? Absolutely not. If you're on a deep submergence vehicle, which has a huge fucking dolphin tank in it, why would you make sure your components are waterproof? No one does that. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Right. Submarine engineering 101. Yes. Just like everything Everything, can be water. Yeah. yeah, Everything should be destroyed by water. Destroyed by water immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Maximizes your chances of success. Exactly. Anyway. Apparently a good design criteria, <laughs> yeah. though, because sometimes your shit may get turned against you exactly. by a maniacal scientist. And the dolphin can come to the rescue. Yes. So did he shoot it out his blowhole, or did he kind of, like, splash it out his it mouth? Was pla- he was making a bigger splash each oh, time, I and see. they were encouraging him. I to, see. like, make a bigger splash, and God use the blowhole, and splash, it. and whatever, and eventually it got, like, enough water to, like... You know, fry it. I guess. I see. I'm not sure. Okay. Right. So you can see, I'm like sitting there, and I'm shaking seen immediately from the from this when when it turns on. Right. The, as soon as it turned on, the shot 
had the source and it was on the edge of the dolphin. So like, <laughs> right? I'm just like, oh, oh, come on. Please be the dolphin awesome. saves the day. Like, come on, baby. Because remember, last episode, the dolphin didn't do anything. Yeah. And that was really They probably got annoying, letters. Right? Cause the fir- they probably got thousands of letters from angry Because yeah, remember, the fans. first episode, the dolphin saves the day. The second episode, the dolphin saves the day. The third episode, the dolphin did not That's save the day. What the fuck? People were like, I thought this was an every plot show. Yeah. Right? I, I thought, thought this was like CSI or House, right. where it's the same thing every time. Yeah, where where like, the dolphin figures it out. Saved the dolphin didn't do shit. I didn't yeah. remember the dolphin being in the last episode, right? He was there in there and all. So episode four, they were like, don't worry, baby, we got it. We, we got, got it, it covered. Yep. Dolphin saves the day. Yep. All right. I, I'll go a little bit further into it just as one other thing right. that you should know about episode five. But you, you've got the money shot. Right. You can turn it off at that point, pretty much. But there is one other good scene. Did they throw a fish to the dolphin after they saved him, by the way? Because you really want to reinforce that behavior, right? You want to capture that like you do in clicker training, yep. right? Yep. Throw him a fish. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Good job. Someone at SeaWorld right now has like a row of like 12 lasers on the edge of a tank, and there's like a dolphin who's like reaching to knock them off, right. and every time he does, it's like click, click, fish. Yep. Like, exactly. Click, click, fish. fish. <laughs> oh. Yeah, oh my god. It's pretty special. But yeah. <clears throat> anyway, the other really <clears throat> tasteful scene is the climactic scene. Mm-hmm. Now, what has happened here, okay, is that because it just never gets old, the maniacal chemical engineer has created a vial of deadly neurotoxin something. Okay. I have no idea what. So he's running around the ship. Setting up mirrors, yes. Aiming it carefully, I'm, yeah, while like right. people yes. are walking by, and he's like, "It's okay, I'm the warden." Yeah, he's, right. Yeah, he's having to yeah, set up fine. those no, mirrors. Take right. a while. No, it's all fine. Yeah, right. I don't know where he got these mirrors. They were just mm-hmm. around or something. Yep. Yeah, it's fine. He no, smuggled them in his ass. All of this shit. Because <laughs> if you're watching the show, then I mean, if you had any sense of continuity or logistics at all, you would have had to have shut it off like five minutes in, <laughs> right? So. Warden sets up laser mirror device with the thing right next to the pool of water that the dolphin... Like, sure. I mean... That sounds fine. In the first episode, the dolphin fucking swam underground to tag an enemy submarine with a tracking device so they could blow it up with a torpedo. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. You know, dolphin tip, give him the torpedo next time. It saves you that trouble. But anyway, point being... Exactly. Um, <clears throat> why not tag him with something explosive? Yeah, exactly. Instead of the tracking device. But, yeah. yeah. What do we? I know. I'm not a sub commander. I probably naivete. Right. Anyway. Uh, so the the see the first attempt was they just made the dolphin swallow the bomb and then trained it to swim, to swim up through the thing, and then yeah. they blew the but dolphin. The ASPCA but then they ran, was pissed. Yeah, they kept running out of dolphins. Right. right. Yeah. Like, this is this yeah. is terribly yeah. you know inefficient. Yeah. And flood the, tube four. <laughs> What do you mean you don't want to swim towards the sub this time? Stop it. No, Lucy did not explode. She just went on vacation. Here's a fish. Stop it. Okay, I know you have a good sense of smell, but you did not smell her blood in the water. Wait, stop it. Why is the dolphin talking like an aborigine? Because they click. They have sonar clicks, right? But I thought they, like, screeched. Oh, yeah, you're right. They kind of have a, like, (laughs) these are African. Yeah. (laughs) All right, continue. So they can't talk with their sonar at all? I don't know. It only senses for them or something? I don't know. They dropped a Coke bottle in the ocean or something, (laughs) and it started a big adventure (laughs) with the dolphins. Awesome. Okay. Back to the climactic scene here. Okay. <clears throat> he has a vial of this 
deadly whatever the fuck. Okay. And if he releases it, it will like flood the DSV with neurotoxin and then the it'll sink and it'll spread through the oceans and it's going to destroy the world or something. Oh, it's not just they're not going to fuck with the crew. Now you're know. fucking with the world. Dude, the shit that they say in this show, I'm like, I okay, like okay. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't even know what a, you were trying to claim would happen like Hey, dilution. It works with everything. I don't think this is a real risk here. But whatever, okay? It's fine. Maybe it's something that can multiply really fast in salt water, let's say. Okay, great. There we go. Anyway, point being that he's got this vial, and he is going to drop it, letting it shatter. He's, like, holding it this whole time. Uh, If the captain and the first mate do not agree to launch their nuclear missiles at targets that he has specified. I see. So they have to make a difficult one of those, you know, no-win situations where you have to decide between these targets right. and the world itself. Right. Okay. Now, one piece of information you need before I can topple the intricately laid dominoes of these, this end, this climactic scene. I see. Is that the chief science officer mm-hmm. of the ship? Okay. Not the dolphin. Had a brother, not the dolphin. Okay. The, although the dolphin can cure uncurable diseases with Two, seaweed, yeah. so I would kind of consider yeah. him to be the chief science officer at this point. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, there is an actual chief science officer. Bobby, who's a you're human. fired. It's the fish. It's the fish. <laughs> yeah. She had a brother who was killed by this guy's medical experiments or some shit like this. So she has okay. it in for him. Oh, I see. And in a John a Woo slash Quentin Tarantino style, everyone is pointing a gun at each other climax. We have mm-hmm. the following things unfold. The captain and the first mate agree to launch the nuclear missiles and do. And they are launched at the sites that the other person chose, that the, that the maniacal chemical engineer chose. <laughs> because this is at which war. point he says, ha ha, I don't care about that. I just want you to launch the missiles and drops the vial onto the floor, okay. which releases the toxin, right? And he's like... The captain and the first mate are like, I can't believe you did that. And he's like, oh, don't worry. It's a joke. I didn't really have any toxin that could do that. I just made that up so it would fool you. <laughs> At which point the captain and the first mate go, ha ha, but we made up the fact that we actually launched the missiles because it turns out that we disabled the warheads on the missiles. So they're just going to like crash down into the water and do nothing. Ha, <laughs> got you. But now in comes the chief science officer holding a gun. Fuck. At which point Stop she says, I'm going to kill you Stop anyway uh-huh. because you killed my brother, you bastard. Okay, and then the gun has a little okay. flag that says bang. Okay, it is really close to that. And I don't understand. I'm, t- just, I'm just telling you what happens. I don't, I can't explain it or, I mean, I watched Stop the show it. and this is what happened. Uh, okay, I don't know what to say. I can't excuse it. All right. Stop. Produced by Steven Spielberg, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Chief she of apology. She's holding the gun. Uh-huh. And she takes out a vial of her own that she claims is some deadly neurotoxin that will kill him in the same way that her brother was killed. <laughs> and she wants him to drink it. Okay. And he refuses to drink it. Okay. So she splashes it on his face. And he screams. And then she says, ha ha, it wasn't really anything. It's just water. And that's the end. (sighs) I'm not kidding. 
And you, there's so many questions in your mind right now about what the fuck, right? But I, that's all I have. I mean, that, that's what happened that on just, the show. I'm telling you what credits. happened on the show. And that's then do the credits the scroll really fast because the episode ran long. So like, it scrolls really by. No. Also, maybe because they were embarrassed. No, Bob Ballard comes on. Who's Bob Ballard? Rob Ballard, Bob Ballard, whatever the fuck his name is. Oh, the guy from the Titanic. Oh, okay. So he's back and he says, in actuality, neurotoxins, if you splash them on their face, would actually kill somebody. What, yeah. was, his, what was his fact? Mm, you know, I don't remember what his fact was from that episode. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Dolphins can't really disable lasers, so don't <laughs> set up lasers <laughs> by your fish tanks. Awesome. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So, that's basically, awesome. it was like a whole bunch of Mojave experiments, one after another. I bing, 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 yeah. bing, 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 bing. Yeah, I have no idea. And you were bouncing around like I a mean, pinball. It was, it was just uh, like, it, yeah, it was just like one of those things where the dolphin scene, I was like, okay, that made the episode. Mm-hmm. Right? And then and in the end was almost, it wasn't, it couldn't compare to the awesomeness right. of the dolphin scene on the humor front. It was just like what <laughs> like it was just so ridiculous that you were just like this isn't funny it's just pathetic maybe you know it's just like yeah it, it sounds like it's one of those things when you write out on paper you're like it, it played no. very nope. differently in no, that writer's no. brain nope <laughs> i don't see how it possibly could have played any differently th- i mean it is what it is oh my god haha yeah i mean if anything i would think that you were thinking that maybe this will play better when it's shot Right, because I just I just told you, right? You basically got what the script writer heard, which is like some stage direction. It's uh-huh. like guy walks in, throws vial on floor, missiles turn out not to be missiles. Woman walks in with gun, takes vial out of pocket, man refuses to drink it, splashes on face, turns out not to be dangerous. So that's that's what he had to write down on a piece right. of paper. There's awesomeness there. Like, why does she need the gun at all? To make him drink it. But then she threw it on his face anyway. I don't know! Why didn't she just come and I don't know! In? How can you have a gun on a submarine, by the way? It seems like you'd say, like, you know, at the metal detector, get on the submarine. Because if you shoot a gun in the submarine, you're going to spring a leak. I right? don't know, dude. You can't bring a gun. No, I'm sure. But I would imagine the Navy must. They all carry weapons on a submarine, right? Don't they? I mean, it's the fucking Navy. I, I would imagine. I mean, I would imagine that they would be put away somewhere. You can't have somebody like slipping and falling and causing a leak every time you st- stumble. I have no idea. Oh my god, that is that is awesome. I'm never gonna watch this show. I'm only gonna hear your reviews. It's so fabulous. All right. Well, that actually did cheer me up quite a bit. Isn't it great? This Such is gonna a be a two part episode. We'll post them both. Uh, for our listeners. Why are you telling them this now? Because in order to have heard you say that, they would have already had to have figured out that they were both posted. Okay, so you're listening to the second half of <laughs> episode 49, <laughs> if you didn't know. And I hope it was more cheerful than the first half, which yeah. was just full of Although the second venom. half is also like 30 minutes of Microsoft plus 30 minutes of Deep Space. So, so the Deep... Uh, sorry, Deep Sea. Deep Sea, yes. Let's not get it confused. No, sorry, Deep Submergence. Well, hopefully, um, everyone will send us an email, yes. as we said earlier, at podcast. Podcast at jeffandcaseyshow.com. And yes. Or and- you can call that fabulous number. Yes. Sean Barrett's phone, yes. 425-296-3012. Yes. And leave him a message. And tell us what you're up to. Tell us what you're up to. We Give us good, no yes. goods. Now, 
So we do have some some crazy stuff in the works that's coming. Yes. Yeah. We have some really big news that unfortunately... Huge news, yes. people. Contractually yes. speaking, we cannot tell you about it till all of the details are finalized. Right. And not to tease too much, yeah. our listeners have had a huge... Um, you know, are a huge factor yes, in this. Absolutely. So. Like, uh, there is no question that all of you out there who listen to the show so regularly and said such nice things and gave us the reviews on iTunes, like, right. it is all thanks to you that this this is uh, sort of come up, and we were totally surprised by it. Yep, but blown uh, away. Yeah, Jeff, we were both really excited about this, and uh, we can't wait to tell you. So hopefully, it'll next all be taken we'll care that. of next week, and we'll be able to give you. And the we're sorry news. to tease, but like, you get yep. two parts today, so yep. it's kind of make up yeah, for yeah. it. So and, stay uh, tuned anyway. and for some big news about the Jeff and Casey show. And we will, I guess, see you next week. Absolutely. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye.